0: To episode fifty-nine of Chew on This a Nerd United podcast, I'm BJ,
1: Vic. All right, so we teased last week that we had a really big announcement this week. It's really big for us. Um, the last time we had a big announcement, we said we were, we we got asked to do the um, the InterGalate Expo in West Sacramento. This time it's uh, it's we got asked to uh, promote our one year anniversary show on um, Good Day Sacramento here in uh, here in Sacramento. Uh, <laughs> You're like
0: Austin Powers there, <laughs> repeating yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: Allow myself I'll to introduce, introduce. myself. <laughs> So we're going to be uh, – let's see. Let's get the date correct here. I okay. think we would have prepared for this, but no, that's how we do things. Um, so it's going to be in January, January 7th. Um, once again, the show, it's it's on CW in Sacramento. The show is called Good Day Sacramento, um, and it's going to be, I believe, 8 a.m. And they actually live stream, too.
0: Pacific time, yeah. It's Saturday. Or West Coast time. Uh, yeah, whatever.
1: Pacific time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, West Coast time. Yeah, nice. so they actually live stream, so just find Good Day Sacramento, um, go to their website, um, and uh you'll be able to stream it live. We'll obviously we'll be posting the the link to it uh the day before and the day of
0: yeah and,
1: uh, and we'll probably get the probably record the feed so that we can put it up on all of our social sites yeah
0: we'll mention so it. that's our
1: well, that's our giant announcement it's
0: big we'll mention it before too and then so on the 7th we'll have that and then on the actual the 9th correct is when our one-year anniversary show will
1: drop right we got uh we got a couple of guests coming on the show we got we got actually good days uh who uh one of Good Day's hosts, uh, Cody Stark, who was on the show previously. Mm -hmm. Um, he'll be on the one year anniversary show. Um, and Kenny, who has done all the music for the show, uh, free of charge, I might add, um, (laughs) Kenny will actually be, (laughs) Kenny will actually be on the show, uh, for the, for January 9th. And, uh, we felt like it was appropriate to have him on since he, he, I mean, it's the first thing you hear when you listen to our show. So, um, and i'm sure we'll give a bunch of shout outs uh, you know live uh, on good day as well there's a couple people that i'm not mentioning now that we'll mention live
0: yes so that's that's really exciting for us and uh, and for our listeners out there are two or three listeners you should get excited too
1: so. <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't know how i don't know how much we're going to boost good day's uh, good day's ratings <laughs> or whatever <but. laughs> it is through the roof <laughs> the only i thing, tell you. The only, The only thing I told Cody uh, actually last night because he went to see Rogue One with me was that the only thing I know what we can't do is curse. That's the only thing I
0: know. (laughs) Which I told you the other day. I'm like, that's going to be really hard for me not to do that. But
1: that'll probably be like the first thing I say to Cody too. Is um, if he asks how we're doing, I'd be like, "I'm really nervous. I'm gonna curse because <laughs> it's, <'cause> it's live." <laughs>
0: yeah, make sure you have that buzzer ready. You know, do you have like an eight-second delay? It'd be a good idea.
1: Yeah. How big is your delay? Yeah. I can a lot.
0: <laughs> totally. Well, you just uh, right, you so just y- mentioned Rogue One. You just mentioned Rogue yeah, One. Yeah. So which you got to so see even more
1: exciting night. stuff. Yes. Yeah, you, you, I got to see it opening night. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead.
0: Well, you got to see it with opening night with Cody Stark and uh, John Marcot, which we've had as a guest before uh, from Heroic Girls.
1: Um, yeah, I had a couple extra tickets, so I, I figured I, I'd reach out to the fellow nerd community and see if anybody wanted, if anybody else wanted to go, and uh, they obviously took it up because it's Star Wars. <laughs> How could you not want to go see Star Wars? <laughs>
0: No kidding and I went uh earlier today. So you've been sitting on this for 24 hours chomping at the bit. I saw it this afternoon and uh I've been chomping at the bit for the last few hours. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, I cannot wait to start talking about this movie.
1: So this is this is how big of a fan I am and this uh, this I trump you this time for Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: totally true. Um,
1: my daughter, yeah, my daughter had a, a, a transitional kindergarten holiday show last night, mm-hmm. and I skipped it to go see Rogue One. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're never going to get that. You're never going to get that time back. And you're like, eh.
1: <laughs> it was, I saw the video, and like she sang like every fourth word and didn't like do all the hand motions. So. <laughs> Unless I unless like Industrial Light and Magic wants to fix that for me and put something like make it look like she actually did it and like changed her voice out with like Mariah Carey's voice. I didn't miss anything.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> so you didn't like help her with the routine or like or anything?
1: No, I I don't know what the routine is. The the teacher doesn't send the routine home. <laughs> You're like, this isn't like a this isn't like a huge recital. It's 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 kids that are like four and five. You know, just fumbling through the words of like uh, "Jingle Bells" and shit like that, and then moving hand <laughs> motions. It's it's like it reminds me of like it's a physical version of Louis C.K. in that one bit that he does where he like his kids do the drawing uh-huh. and he's like, "You show me a you show me a dog that looks like that, and I'll give you a thousand dollars."
0: That's awesome. <laughs> well.
1: So, so, yeah, I trumped you. I trumped you last you, night you by did. actually going to Star Wars and skipping her recital or whatever you want to call it.
0: Well, this is the first movie since, uh, I think, Return of the Jedi that I missed um, opening night because I think I've gone Star Wars and Empire. I think I went opening day, but not night. Well, back then, they didn't have sneak preview nights and things like that. But, no, yeah. But all the prequels and Force Awakens, I went on opening, opening night. So... Yeah, I was a little, I was a little bummed, but uh, I stayed away from social media. Didn't listen, read any of the things. Um, unfortunately, like you, I had Rotten Tomatoes on my feed on Facebook, and that was like the first thing that popped up, and it said what it was, and I was like, "Oh man, you know which?" See, yeah,
1: so let's let's get that out of the way right yeah. now. Yeah, so see, the Rotten it's.
0: I think it's at eighty four percent. Which fuck you, you know what I mean? I I don't think that's. I think it's much higher than that, but whatever. I well, think let's,
1: let's save that till the end. Yeah,
0: we'll save it to the end. But uh, as of right now... So 84. As of right now, it's 84%. And as far as the box office, just really quick, it did $29 million in Thursday night, which is gangbusters. That's better than Civil War and Batman v Superman this year. Um, Force Awakens, of course, is the Holy Grail. It's almost doubled that. It's like in the 50s or something. But... It's looking to possibly do between 130 and 160 million. But some experts have even said, like, well, it could do 200. We don't know. Like, Thursday night is an indication um, completely, but like Friday will be a good indicator, like, what it's going to do. So.
1: Plus, word of mouth is going to get people that are apprehensive about seeing a movie that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. Yes,
0: I totally agree with you. This is a word of mouth, this is a movie that's going to have legs. Um. Be- this is a, right. this is a movie where, where fans are gonna go watch it over and over again because there's so much shit to see.
1: Yeah. This is let me get let me let me just say this before I forget too. There's been a lot of things about like the negative reviews has has that I've seen have talked about. Um, that this is just like fanfare, like it's one giant thing. But you gotta understand, this is also like this is also a prequel to or or a prequel to Episode Four and New Hope. Mm-hmm. So the the things that they put in here are not fanfare. They actually make sense for the story,
0: right? Uh, they so
1: am like always, I'm jumping ahead, well, but you know they did some fan there, f-
0: they did some fan service in the movie. But Gareth Edwards is even like quoted saying, like I, I wanted to do so much more, but I had to reel it back because I didn't want it one big Easter egg throughout the whole thing. You know, I wanted to keep it very just certain things would pop up here and there that would get people excited, but it didn't detract, distract from the story. So, right. um, But I want to get into, um, I want to get into our initial reactions because uh, well, number one, that's what we normally do. But um, I do have, unfortunately, I do have some nitpicks, but, but the movie is, I mean, well, we can dive. Just give into your that.
1: initial reaction first. Okay, so yeah, my just give your okay. So my first.
0: initial reaction is this: it's it's dark. It uh, it there are so many moments in it that I cheered out loud when no one else was because like I've seen the original films, I went to all those movies, and the crowd that I was with were a bunch of young people that were just kind of like just laughing at the jokes but not catching any of the references, and so like I was giddy the whole time. Everything that I like any original trilogy things I looked at, they really painstakingly took care of a lot of things. Some things they didn't, but most majority of it, it felt like fucking star Wars. Um, uh, I, I loved, well, I mean, I, you know, I guess initial reaction is I, I, I really did love, love the film. I, I and dare say I might've even loved it more than force awakens. Um, that's saying a lot. Cool. Uh, but yeah. anyway, um, you go ahead.
1: Okay. um, Like all, like, well, not like all Star Wars movies, but all the movies that have that I've seen since The Phantom Menace, I'm very apprehensive to give right off the bat an initial reaction because I remember being screwed from that movie and like wanting to love it so much. Based, I think I was Kevin Smith with Batman v Superman, and Mm -hmm. I say that because I remember seeing it because. Again, unlike you, I I didn't grow up with Star Wars. I watched it a different way, and it wasn't until later on in life that I ended up loving it so much. So, But I was still, like, gung-ho. I was first in line for tickets. I slept out 25 hours for the tickets. I slept out 26 hours for the seats because back then there's no assigned seats. Now everybody wants to do assigned seats. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't get to the theater early, you were going to sit, like, right at the very bottom where right next to the exit of the bottom of the screen. (laughs) So... So between the two, between ticketing, I spent over forty. I spent over two days online. That's you know not as much as some other people in like Los Angeles, but in northern New Jersey, it's a fucking lot. Right. So, and, and I'm giving a little bit too much background, but the reason why I say this is because I went into that movie and I I saw things I loved so much, and then I left, and I was so excited because I saw a brand new fucking Star Wars movie, you know, and. And then I watched it like a second and a third. I think I watched it like – it was the first movie that I'd ever seen that I think I I've in the theaters like ten times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And each time I was like, I'm getting a weird feeling. You know, like I'd be, I'd be sitting there like, all right, let's just get to the lightsaber fights, get through the whole thing, get through the whole thing. And I, I literally wanted them to fast forward the projection. <laughs> and then later on I was like, you know what, something – I'm not sure I like mini-chlorians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, things like that started creeping up, and I was like, oh, fuck, I think I hate this movie. Yeah. So, and the same thing happened with Attack of the Clones. Same da- same damn thing. I gave Lucas, like, all this credit for things that he was doing that I thought, like, he did it, like, smartly and waited for Revenge of the Sith. I was like, all right, I sat through two shitty movies for you to build this up you know, let me get to Revenge of the Sith. And surprisingly, Revenge of the Sith is in the 80s too, just like Rogue One. Right, which so, I don't agree with that at all. But, so anyway, so my my reaction after sitting almost 24 hours, over 24 hours now with uh, with Rogue One is I liked it a lot, and I think I liked it equally or more than Force Awakens for one very reason, and it's because it's because it didn't tell... It didn't. It didn't have to fix anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I think I've started to tell you. This is that I think the Force Awakens, if it came out, if the prequels weren't shitty, you know, there's no mini chlorians, there's no like CG everywhere, the mm-hmm. stories make sense. I'm not talking about Trade Federation in the first movie or throughout the movie. If they were good, I don't think I would love Episode Seven the way I do.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: It would be just be a rehash. It'd be like, what are you doing? You just did a New Hope, which essentially they did. But my opinion, and feel free for anybody to disagree with me, is that they did episode seven because they had to fix everything that Lucas did and bring the fans back to be like, we know what Star Wars is or was. You know, we want to bring it back to what we grew up with and and tell further stories. Yeah. That being said, yeah. Well, you know. Well, that being said, like if if episode eight comes out and they start on like Hoth, I'm going to be pissed.
0: Right, right. You they, know, because like, now, now, now they shit. they can't do right.
1: rehash Yeah, because now they can just go out and do everything, and that's why I think I like Rogue One a little bit more because this story was never told. It fixes that. It fixes that major error in in, in a New Hope where where it's like who's the dickhead who fucking left this fucking like massive fuck up in the plans i could destroy this giant <laughs> battle station <laughs> right like i think the the family guy makes fun of it yes you know in in their uh spoof of uh star wars so it's like you know this this ridiculous thing where it's like this one tiny shaft can be sh- you know you drop a bomb down it and it could just blow up this like moon of a, of a battle station. And there's a reason for that. And they fixed that in Rogue One, <laughs> you know? So like, you're no longer saying like, wow, I can't believe that gigantic, they spent like, I don't even know how much money you would think you would need to, to build a battle station that fucking big. And it was destroyed basically by like something, the size of a fucking rat.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I thought so spoilers, everybody, but the, uh, Jen Ursos' dad, you know, the main character is Jen Urso. Her dad, you know, is the, the main contractor or the engineer that, you know, helped design the, I think the weaponry using, um, kyber crystals that, which Jedi's use in their, um, in their lightsabers. And so they're like mining all these kyber crystals to build, you know, this ultimate weapon. That's just piece of it. But Galen, uh, that's his name. Um, uh, He's able to like put in there and it explains it in a hologram that he has for his daughter, you know, but it's like explains that he spent years, um, you know, pretending that he was actually working for the Empire when when he was actually um, building the Death Star in a way that had a, you know, a major, like you said, um, a major flaw. Uh, but he wasn 't telling the Empire that it was kind of just under the radar enough that they didn 't know you know that it was there until it was too late,
1: yeah, because it was such a small port like it it basically flips like it it basically flipped that narrative when you you know growing up you 're like, who the hell would do such a stupid thing? you know build something so small well, in Rogue One, they actually tell you that he built it so small that it was so simple and so small that it was overlooked by anybody else that it could be a flaw so that's why it was actually done so it actually does it brilliantly by fixing that issue right you know now if you could fix the midi cloyens thing that would be awesome
0: you know it it you know, it, it, it does that. it does fix a lot of things and then it makes you think about the second death star a little bit too how they you know they designed it in a way that you you would have to fly inside of it you know to blow it up like they—they're like there's no exhaust port bullshit. You know, we 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 know that game. You know, so we
1: yeah, but you could still fly a Millennium Falcon in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it, I mean, was, it was half it done. It, it was like a, half built. But see, they had a shield around it too. You know, but they you know blowing the shield up, they were able to fly inside of it. But um, yeah. So you know, like you, my initial reaction. I mean, I really like I I. Personally, I love the movie for so many reasons, and most of it's nostalgic reasons. Now, I did have gripes. I mean, I, ha- I had a lot of gripes, but it wasn't enough All right, to right, well, let's determine. get those out of the way. Go ahead. You want to get over the gripes? Okay.
1: Yeah, let's do the gripes.
0: All right. Um, number one, uh, the beginning was very jarring. It, uh, no fanfare music. You know, I know they said they were going to do the music or the crawl and any of that stuff. So I knew it was coming. Well,
1: they were talking about it. They were talking whether like how to open the movie.
0: Um, I, I really wish they had that crawl. I, I just, I think it's just part of the DNA of the whole thing. And and so it felt wrong not to have it. But again, minor nitpick, I just kind of went, okay. And just kept going.
1: Well, we're in a whole new ter- we're in a whole new territory of Star Wars movies, right? No, I, I mean, get. Let's that. not forget, like this, this, this launches all the other Star Wars story movies.
0: I get that, but why reserve the crawl just for the saga? Because that means that from here on out, we'll never see the crawl anymore after Episode Nine, unless they, you know, create a whole new saga or something like that. I don't know, but. I just, I, I don't know. I don't even know what you would write in the thing. I just, I think because of, again, nostalgic reasons, I liked, love that crawl. I mean, I'm already missing the 20th Century Fox thing and the drums and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, I'm missing all that stuff. Right. But anyway, so that's just minor. Number two, I did not dig the music. And most of the time I didn't dig it. I, I in fact, right. a lot of times it was really, really off. It didn't sound like Star Wars. And other times it did. Um, I know that they put a little sprinkle, of maybe five percent of John Williams' music in there, and every now and then it it creeped up, and I thought that was cool. But not having
1: depending the, on the character,
0: yes, not having the Empire music bug the shit out of me. I was really wanting that, you know, dun 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 dun, 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 dun you know, something, and I didn't get it, and and so I found myself when I'm watching it playing the music in my head not the music that they're playing, but like I'm just tuning it out and I was playing music in my head to go along with that scene. So that's number two. Number three, what bugged the living shit out of me though, that took me out of the movie every single time he was on screen was, was Moff Tarkin. I think that it was a, it was a huge, um, I don't know whose judgment it was or call to make, but that, that, they tried it. What it did. Tarkin looked like he was being taken out of a, a CGI cut scene of a video game. That's what he looked like to me. So every time he came on screen, it bugged that I could not, I was like, this looks so bad. Like it's not Robert Downey Jr. Civil war or, or, um, Michael Douglas ant-man, of course, in those instances, they had like kind of like a blur on them because it was a flashback or whatever. But
1: well, the people were still alive,
0: right? They're still alive. So for them to undertake Tarkin, I always felt like if they were going to do it, you'd have just have profiles. Not, I mean, they went they went for it. They completely went for it and had him in full glory. And so I was like, man, they got balls for doing that. And whoever they got as the voice actor was pretty damn close to. Uh, to Peter Cushing. So I was really impressed with that, but the CG work, I, I know, I mean, as much money as they threw into it, which I know they spent tons, it just, it, they just couldn't get it. There's just no way to get it. I don't think our technology is even near, you know, able to create a human character from scratch. Cause it looked like a character out of, uh, Robert Zemeckis motion capture film. It really did. It looked like a, a just a, a little bit better than let's say like, a. I watched that Jim Carrey. What, what is that? Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. The, the Ebenezer Scrooge movie from Robert Zemeckis. He looked oh, like he right. he looked kind of like he belonged in that, but it was a better version of it. Um. Lastly, and this again, this is totally nitpicking, but but Vader's look and Vader's sound even just sounded and looked different. And and the fact mm. that and the fact that he was kicking fucking ass, which we're going to go into that later. But the fact that he was kicking so much ass, and then and then I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, like not much later, like maybe twenty four or forty eight hours later, he's going to be fighting Obi wan and he looks like a dickhead fighting him. He doesn't look like he <laughs> he doesn't look like he, he looked like he drained all his powers, and he, like he can't fight with the shit because he you know he's a f- oh my god you know we'll talk about that part. So those are my those are my quibbles. I'm sure there was probably a little bit more, but again, I think the good outweighs that shit like i i understand why they tried to do that um but okay anyway you're what what you what did you didn't like about it what did you not like about it and then then we can and then we can go and then we can go into what we loved about it (laughs) all right go ahead
1: (laughs) the first thing that threw me off um was was not having the opening crawl i was like okay i was anticipating not getting that um, but what really threw me off was the the font that they used for Rogue One. Mm-hmm. That, like, really bugged the shit out of me yes. because, like, it didn't even match. It didn't even match the Rogue One that font that they've been using throughout the whole time. Um, And like I, and that part I didn't understand. That part was like, why can't you just use the normal font? Like, that doesn't matter. You've already, like, dist- you've already took out the crawl, so we know it's not a Star Wars Skywalker movie. Um, The font looked really bad. To me, that was like the worst special effect, worse than Tarkin. Because like when I saw it, I was like, did some 16-year-old just pick this font out like yeah. out of a fucking book? And so that was like really bad. I,
0: just uh, all the listeners out there, Vic is a total font Nazi.
1: <laughs>
0: he really is. It bugs the shit out of him when it's like a font doesn't look right. <laughs> well, it's
1: – but like think about a font not looking right on a giant IMAX screen. Oh,
0: yeah. I can imagine. So,
1: um, you know what? The Tarkin thing didn't bother me as much. Um, the Tarkin thing, I was actually surprised how well it actually did look, mm-hmm. and it, which is kind of shocking considering if anybody would have had a complaint, it would have been me since I saw it on a bigger screen.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised.
1: Um, I, I didn't have it, I, and I thought the voice actor was really good, um, and I thought he was crucial to the movie too mm-hmm. because of the way that they were going with it. He is a major character, and if you omitted Tarkin from the movie, it would have been like, well, then why does Tarkin? Because you would have raised another question, right? You would have been like, okay, well, this guy dies. Well, how the fuck does Tarkin take over the Death Exactly, star? because because of the way the movie ends. So they needed to go for Tarkin for this movie. Um, I mean, we were saying, you know, it's going to lead up right to episode four, like maybe like you know five minutes. It's literally like five seconds. Yeah, it leads up to episode four. So yeah, so but um. You know, my biggest gripe was with Vader, and my biggest holy shit moment was with Vader too. Yes. So my biggest gripe with Vader was that James Earl Jones is getting old. Mm-hmm. He really is. Mm-hmm. Like, and as good as a voice actor that they that they got to mimic Tarkin, you know, James Earl Jones has a very distinct voice, but with a lot of you know synthesizing work on top of that because he's got the breathalyzer on mm-hmm. it. Uh, so so he so you can find somebody who mimics a younger you know a younger James Earl Jones and unfortunately he sounds like and I don't want to sound like a dick or ungrateful for him still doing the movie because it's still James Earl Jones but he sounds like he's like laying in bed doing it like he's practically dying doing it it doesn't sound like the Vader from episode 4 so
0: real qu- just real um, quick and, and I'll let you keep going because you're you're nailing some things that I forgot about, but yeah, his voice really bothered me and they gave him a lot of dialogue. Like I've never heard Vader say that much shit in one, in one sentence. Like he, he had a lot to say and it was kind of like, you know what they did with Yoda in the prequels. They made him talk a lot. And sometimes you're like, uh, he sounds like a like I, I like how he sounded before. Like his his you know um, James Earl Jones's voice in those movies are very distinct. They're very like he pulls the words out very carefully. He talks slow. It's almost like William Shatner talking, you know. And every line type he says, of
1: every line he says, every line he says in the original trilogy can be quoted, basically. Yes.
0: I can't quote you know, a single a thing. Line. I can't quote a single thing in this because I can't remember. And he had a of, lot of dialogue so, in a short amount of time. So
1: going, so moving on, moving on, going with things that nitpicked the shit out of me or bugged me. He he had a, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger 1980s line in it. Like he he used a pun, and I was like, Vader doesn't use puns.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I was like, you, you know, choke, you know, don't choke on your aspirations. I was like, oh, yeah, fucking did that. Yeah, I can't. I was like, it's not as bad. It's it's not as bad as the no from Revenge of the Sith, Mm -hmm. but it's it's right up there. I was like, oh, you didn't need that line. Like, no, they could have, they could have come up with something better. Like I, I didn't, I didn't like, I don't like my Vader punning. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like when C-3PO said, you know, when his head was being dragged along the ground, he's like, what a drag, like, oh, God. like his lines were yeah. awful. It it wasn't quite that, but it was enough for me to cringe and going like, are you kidding me But right
1: it's C-3PO2, like it's yeah. C-3PO2, you know? Yeah. So I guess there's a little bit of leeway, but I remember seeing that in clones. I was like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah but like when when Vader punned, when he, when I heard the when I heard the bass the air bass I was like oh he's going to fucking choke him I was like yes. oh yes yes he's going to fucking choke the shit out of this bitch right <laughs> and then he fucking says the line and I'm like oh you fucked it up you know like well, shit
0: maybe if he said that line a little differently you know like don't choke on your aspiration you know something like he said it really fast like his lines were kind yeah. of fast they weren't calculated.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't. It, it doesn't weird. seem like the same, the same Vader. But anyway, so moving from that, okay. Um, uh, I liked. Uh, let's see what didn't. I, what else didn't I like? Um, I'm trying to think what else I didn't like. Oh, um, man. Now I'm. I'm. I don't think there's a lot more I didn't like. I think the only thing I didn't like. I mean, I, I knew they were going to get Princess Leia in there. Mm-hmm. I knew it. But, like, to me, Princess Leia looked worse than Tarkin. Really? Um, I felt yeah. the, I felt the I exact opposite. But, but then
0: again, it was a real quick. You know, it was just really fast. Um, because
1: she was very light, and a lot of the things could have been... A lot of Tarkin's stuff was hidden in shadows because of Death Star, like, platforms were dark and stuff like that. Leia was perfectly, like, bright. Mm-hmm. Like, like bright, and you could just see everything. And I mean, I, again, I'm nitpicking because it was still fucking awesome. Yeah, and you could tell, and you could tell that they pulled the line hope. At least my opinion is, I think they pulled the line hope from "Help Me, Obi Wan Kenobi." You're my, you're my only hope. And yes, just cut it from there. Yes, it had to. It had so to like. Have been. Because it sounded like the young. It didn't sound like the old Carrie Fisher. It sounded like the young Carrie. <laughs> that Fisher. would have
0: been bad. It sounds like old drugged yeah. drugged out.
1: <laughs> it, like, like nineteen, like nineteen ninety nine. Kathleen Turner, basically.
0: Right. <laughs> totally. Uh,
1: so, yeah, but so like I, I thought that was awesome. Like I, and okay, so speaking of like lines, now I'm getting into the shit that I loved. So, yes. holy fuck! They got gold leader in there. They got red leader in there. Yes, they pulled lines from fucking the original trilogy. I was like, holy shit! Oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching this. And I watched it in IMAX too. I was like, oh my god, they cleaned up the cell. I was like, they cleaned up the cell so great to put it in an IMAX movie. Why can't you fucking fix this shit? Give me the original trilogy, <laughs> I know. the special yeah. editions on Blu-ray
0: because they cut out they cut images or, or video from A New Hope and put them in Rogue One. Probably, probably. Um, takes that they didn't use. And, and so they had Gold Leader and Red Leader in there. I was like, holy shit. I turned to my son and I'm like, those fuckers are in a new hope. How did they? D-? I'm like, oh, they took footage. That's badass, you know? So, it, that, oh, you know
1: what? I, I, I do have a couple of nitpicks. Sorry. Oh. I just remembered from saying the things that I love. <laughs> Where the hell where the hell is Wedge, and where the hell is biggs?
0: yes, uh, that bothered me, Biggs not so much, but wedge I kept lo- point looking over at my son going like, wedge has got to show up, he's gotta show up, like I wanted him yeah, to pop I, out of nowhere nothing. and fuck up like ten ten tie fighters, you know, I just wanted him to show I thought up. he
1: was going to be the one that there was one scene, oh fuck what was it, where somebody was about to get killed. Oh, you know what would have been awesome? Uh, it would have been awesome if uh, remember when Baze shoots the uh, the can the the rocket launcher at the ad. Yes, and Wedge should have came X, and blew X-wing? it up. Yeah. Oh my god, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome if it was Wedge. Yes, I would have fucking lost oh, it. Oh, the other
0: thing, the other nitpick I have. We have all these nitpicks. The only one I have is like uh, the trailers. Uh, you could tell where the reshoots were happening because in the trailer there was a lot of stuff in the teaser trailer that was not in uh, the. The the yeah, film.
1: two of the two of the biggest ones was the, was Jin going against the Tie Fighter, yes. which I thought was awesome because yeah. that ended one of the trailers. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so fucking cool!" Yeah, and
0: they did, they totally took it out completely.
1: And then the the the, the there's one where oh, what the hell's his name? The guy that dresses in all white. I can't think. Was Cassian? Not Cassian. That's the main guy. White. What the hell's his Krennic. name? Fuck, Krennic. Krennic. yeah. He, when he like basically is mouthing off to Vader, even after. He's on, well, okay, so here's an Easter egg after he was already on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. Like when he's like, he's like, when he's mounting off the Vader, like what, it looks like they're on a Death Star or on the, on the Death Star or on a Star Destroyer. Yes. Um, I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: I do. And they left that out too.
1: And then there's another, there's another Vader scene where he's standing in front of like some kind of like red lights or something.
0: Yeah. He's looking like at some, the, at not the plans, but he's looking at a screen yeah, they they, took, they yeah. took that out. That might have just been for, for promotional stuff, but still, like, and then also, yeah, when Krennic's talking to him, he's like, you, we, you know, the the power of the station of the, you know, it's yeah, insurmountable. That's a, that's a, yeah, yeah, they took that line completely out.
1: It, oh, well, you know what though? The the ending I think is completely different because in the trailer, Jin and and Cassian or what's his? It's not Cassian, is it Cassian? Yes, oh,
0: what's his yeah, name? Cassian Andor.
1: Okay. They're actually on the beach with the plans running towards Adax. Yeah, yeah. That scene took, was completely removed.
0: Yeah, they took that out. They they figured. You know, I yeah, I kind of would have liked to have seen that, but it does look like they changed it. I this is what I would like to have seen. Okay, we're uh, so spoilers, everyone. We're going right to the end of the movie, just really quickly. But there's a part in it where you know they're about to, they're trying to upload the plans, and Jin gets caught, and she's like, "Oh man!" Before she could switch the lever to upload the plans, Krennic comes out of nowhere, and he's just like, "You know, I'm going to kill you," and and he's about to kill her, and Cassian comes out of nowhere and saves her and whatever, and so they leave, they take off. Well, the Death Star like shows up basically. And it's like upside down, isn't it? It's like fucking upside down or whatever. And it's pointing at,
1: well, it's, it's pointing at where it's going to shoot. Yeah. Like that's the one thing that that's the one thing that the original trilogy never did. Like the, the death star never really moved. They just floated the same spot. Right. Whereas in this version, they actually like adjust the death star to aim basically.
0: Yeah. And so they, you know, Tarkin says, you know, destroy Scarif essentially. Like they didn't blow the planet up. It just kind of roasted the, the top layer of it. and, and I was like, I was really bummed out because I thought in the back of my mind, I'm like, I would love it if Krennic got his from Vader because Vader kills like everybody in Episode Five, like everybody that fucked up. He's like, you're dead, and then he'd look at the next officer and go, you're in charge now. So it would have been awesome. Oh yeah. If if that they hearkened back to that a little bit, like because he he kept failing, Krennic kept failing. And I thought, oh man, they're leading up to this part where Vader's going to fucking choke him out. But instead, Tarkin just says, "Hit the laser," and they blow the planet up. And I, I thought it was a missed opportunity. But you know, whatever. He went out like a little bitch, anyway. But um, okay, dude. So what was good? Donnie fucking Yen. Oh, Donnie he kicked ass. Fucking Yen, dude. Uh oh, whoever decided to uh, cast him. It should be commended. <laughs> be- I'm
1: kind of I'm kind of upset that he's actually in this movie now. Why? Because, well, think about how awesome he would be if he was like either like a Sith Lord or a Jedi in Knights of the Old Republic or something like that. Oh, I see what you're and saying. And he actually gets to live, like he actually gets to live in multiple like movies. Well, they didn't start. They
0: did it in Star Trek. I mean they had actors playing different roles, but I I see what you're saying. Like you're, you're upset for for the fact that since he's in this movie, he, now he can never really be in anything other, other star. Wars yeah.
1: And. I'm not saying he's wasted in this movie. Cause he's fucking awesome, oh, yeah. but I'm saying he's wasted that he's only in one movie.
0: Yeah. I, I've i been reading a lot of shit um, lately about like, you know, them teasing a, like, Oh, they should do a, 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 a Boz and, and sure it, you know, spin-off or they should do, you know, a Vader movie now because seeing him kick ass like that, they should fucking go back a little bit and see him doing more shit, you know, like all this stuff is coming out after watching the movie because there's, I'm okay with the that, Vader
1: thing, but yeah. not the, not the Chewit thing with Bayes.
0: No, I don't either. Cause I, I want they're their story. True, I, mean. I, I don't need to know their backstory. I think they're so great the way they are. Um, Yeah. But uh, it was cool seeing Saw Gerrera, like, in in live-action form. You know, I watched him on uh, The Clone Wars, so that was really cool. They tied into that. They tied into Rebels. Like, I hear at one point when they're scrambling in Yavin, I hear them say, you know, contact Captain Hera. Contact Captain Antilles. And I got goosebumps. I was like, no shit. That's fucking cool. So, although, spoilers, those of you that watch Rebels, because now we learn that, I guess, Hera... Is still alive <laughs> when the OT well, starts. So.
1: Yeah, they don't say Hera. They say her last name. <laughs> her last the name. Ghost, right. The ghost. The yeah. ghost is actually in in the in the rescue. The battle uh, above Scarif. The, the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Aside that. Um, oh, the
0: scene so where So let's go through some Oh, so just ahead. really quick, the scene above Scarif with the two star destroyers and that one ship like pushes one star oh, yeah. destroyer into the other like a, like a tugboat would or something. And that was that got a huge applause as pe- people people had never seen that ship before cuz a star yeah, destroyer that was awesome. the star destroyer ripped through the other star destroyer and then that one crashed through the the shields and you know opened up the you know, for them to be able to transmit the plan. so that was fucking cool.
1: We're basically. I'm going to stop saying spoilers because what the hell are you doing listening to this? Yeah, that's
0: true. If you're a fan <laughs> of Star Wars, you
1: should have you should have seen it by now. It's fucking Monday.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: you should have seen it by now.
0: Right, right. No more spoilers. You're right. No more saying. Or
1: that. at least a second time by Monday. Um Um.
0: What, so what else, uh, like Easter egg and surprise wise, like popped up for you? Like what were you like every time you saw something? You are like, oh the shit! The biggest,
1: the biggest fucking thing, the biggest thing that gave me chills all the way down to my fucking butt crack was Vader in the back to tank.
0: Oh, oh my god! I did not expect that. He was completely so, out of so his let, suit. Let
1: me, all right, so, Ugh. so let me back up a little bit. So, every single, which was kind of annoying and different because they never did this in Star Wars before. Um, I don't think it was annoying. It was different. Like everything, everything that I, I'm nitpicking at is different, and I think I'm nitpicking because it's different, right? Um, so like no opening crawl, the the font.
0: It has nothing you know, to do I, with I the plot. It's the not font, story problems. The, font, the fonts, not, yeah, yeah.
1: The font is just like the font is just ugly, in my opinion. But whatever. But so every single planet that they go to, they tell you exactly what planet they're going to and what it is, right? Right. The only time the only time i and I, i'm 95 percent sure about this because i've only seen it once the only time that they don't tell you what planet you're on is when they go to that lava planet yep
0: they and don't I, do it and it's
1: and i was like i was like it's mustafar it has to be fucking mustafar Yeah,
0: and it's ralph mccory's uh uh drawing of that castle that's his castle that's where right. he lives
1: that's where that's where originally in the book novel yes that's where obi-wan fights uh Dart uh anakin skywalker yes so, so anyway, so I'm looking at this lava plan, I was like, this is because you see, you know, the transport's coming in. It's, uh, it's, uh, what's his face uh, goddamn Krennic's, uh, transport coming in. I was <laughs> like, that looks weird. I was like, that's fucking, are they going to show Mustafar? Cause that kind of looks like Mustafar. Right? And then all of a sudden the cloaked figure who is – everybody kept trying to figure out who the cloaked figure was. I don't even know who the fucking cloaked figure was. It didn't matter. Right. All that mattered is was that fucking Darth Vader was in the fucking back to tank all fucked up, like trying to recover and heal himself on the fucking planet, on the planet that he lost his limbs. Yes. That was by far for me the biggest like holy shit moment because I saw Darth Vader no suit, all fucked up.
0: Yeah, because because you remember. Okay, well, actually, you don't remember, but I remember being seven years old watching Empire Strikes Back, and when the one dude walks in the chamber and he's like, you know, vulnerable, his hats, his helmets off, and he like he sees yeah. it, he sees it clamped on on his head. That was a chilly moment, but this, this was like this was incredible. It was like that, but even more so. And there, there was a part of me. that thought oh what have what would have made this even better and i can't believe i'm saying this but if that was hayden christensen if just for a glimpse you see like his face or you see a profile of him just they they got him for like one day just to like
1: but he would have had to been like an older older that's the problem that's
0: the problem you know like i i thought
1: what only four years passed between a new hope and jedi
0: uh, something like, that. something like that. So yeah, this, he would have been like 50 years old, you know, or whatever. He would have been like 45 or 50 years old, um, in, right. in this movie. So that it wouldn't have worked, but there was like this part of me that was like, oh shit, is that Hayden? Like, a, oh no, it's just a figure. Okay. But fuck, that's awesome. You know, it was like a really quick split second thing. <laughs> but, um, the only other thing that would have made the movie actually even better for me is like. Ian McDermott is the same age as what the Emperor would have been back in Jedi. Like I really wish I would have saw the Emperor because he's such a presence. Why didn't they have fucking Ian McDermott like in the movie at some point? Like even in a hologram, it would have been bad. Well, because it,
1: it takes it takes away from it takes away that would have taken away from a New Hope, and you don't see the Emperor until Empire. Yeah, you know, that that would have that would have directly for me directly fucked with a New Hope.
0: Yeah, and, I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. I suppose when you put them back to back, that's like putting Jabba in it or something like that. You're like, eh, like no, you're not supposed to see that till Jedi. But um, or well, actually, no, a New Hope now too. But um, forget I said that. That didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, you see him in a New Hope? No, but I, yeah, I guess I, you're right. That that's true. I think I, they have no excuse not to have Wedge in there, though. I, I yeah, I didn't. Mean, I think they should have had. Him yeah, Biggs
1: not not Bigs. I was kind of hoping for. I didn't think I would see. But when they started bringing in Gold Leader, I was like, and Red Leader, I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna see Wedge.
0: Yeah, I and yeah nope, no Wedge. So the surprise, um, it, it it's a surprise and it isn't a surprise. But when they pan through, you know Yavin, and you saw this cool shit, and then you see C three PO and R two, and he kind of blurts out a line. I couldn't really hear the line because everyone went nuts. Didn't he say something like? Uh, because he said something like,
1: "Nobody ever tells." Yeah, nobody ever tells me anything. Yeah, Why are you going to scare him? or some shit like that. Yeah, but it makes sense. See, that's see, people like, want to say that's an Easter egg, but it's really not. It makes it's complete not. sense that they're fucking there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It makes
1: total sense that they're there because Bail Organa right there. Well,
0: and be, and shortly right after he said that, I'm sure they all went and boarded <laughs> the Republic cruiser and they took off. Right. You know. And right. Exactly. Oh, I have a question for like, you. I, I have a question for you real yeah. quick because yeah. – uh, so I'm, we're going to skip to the end just really fast, not the Vader scene. but So the Republic cruiser, was that inside the Mon Calamari ship, like docked in it? Yeah. Okay. Because Vader – so how did Vader get on that ship? Did I miss something? I, I can't remember. He boarded remember. it. He boarded it because I,
1: I – Yeah, I, there was I, – I believe there was like an Imperial uh, transport. Okay. And he boarded the, he boarded the ship with – I think with like a TIE fighter escort because he actually says it before it happens. I'm like, oh, fuck. Here it comes.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. Because <laughs> I was just so – I don't know. I have to see this movie probably once or twice more. But there was so much going on that I, I know I've missed stuff. But I just remember – Instantly going like, wait a minute, how did Vader get on that ship? Like, oh shit, like he boarded yeah, the
1: he's, ship. I'm pretty sure he says a line Yeah. Um, about a, getting a boarding party ready. Okay, okay. And, I, and that's that's when I was like, okay, here's what I think that I thought. Like I thought before I saw the movie, this is what me and you thought was going to happen. And then when he said that line, oh I was my like, God, okay, man. here it comes. Oh my God. So anyway, we might as well just fucking talk about it. Like, let's just talk about it because we're like right there. Well, there's there's some... no point in going back. Okay, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Because there's, so, there's some more surprises, too, but we'll just keep going.
1: Yeah, but not like this. And we're right. We we just talked about it. We're, like, right at the point. So anyway, so the things that we wanted, one of the things we wanted to see was we wanted to see Vader go, like, Ballistic. show his power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's a good and bad thing. It's the same thing. As a fan, it was fucking awesome to see Vader move that quickly and be that fucking ruthless. I mean, he was brutal. Yes, I mean, I thought he was kind of like he was kind of he was such a like this he was such a this overbearing like this character in Empire and and Jedi where he didn't really need to do a lot, right? I mean, he basically just choked the shit out of everybody, and people were just scared of him. Like he barely had to even lift a, if he lifted a finger, people would have cried, right? You know, on 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 the Star Destroyer. So he didn't really need to do a lot. And the fact that he does a lot here does two things. One, it's like, holy shit, Vader's fucking such a badass. Because you don't see him be this ruthless. You see him be calculated in who he kills in the original trilogy. But you just never see him just go ape shit. And that's basically what he did. The bad part about this is, is like what you said is, basically, 24 hours later, he looks like he can barely fucking lift a goddamn pen. So... (laughs) So that's, like, a good and bad thing. Um, but for me, seeing Vader in that suit and moving the way that he did, using the Force, pulling pulling weapons and people, and Jesus Christ, like, it was fucking disgustingly awesome.
0: Yeah. it. You could almost argue, though, that maybe the reason why he moved so quickly is that he you know, was in that healing tank. So, like, now he's, like, yeah, fresh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, he's but, fresh.
1: But now... Know. But now we're doing now we're doing what DC people do, right? So <laughs> Explain speculate.
0: shit outside the movie, right? Exactly. Well, well it actually,
1: a- technically, it was actually in the movie, so right.
0: <laughs> but but um, still,
1: I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, I I really liked how they did that because it was almost like a horror film. I mean, you had these the they had rebel troopers in the same outfits that you saw in a new hope. In fact, you see a couple of the characters that you'll see on the republic cruiser. They get away. You see a couple of them where I was like, holy shit, that's like – he's like when the stormtroopers enter, that dude's there. Like, holy shit. So they they did a really cool job like showing those rebel troopers. But the ones that got stuck in there with Vader, that was horrific. Like I was frightened. I was watching it going, oh my god, I can't imagine myself – being stuck in there and thinking oh fuck I'm dead like I can't live
1: yeah here. there was it's like a double it's like a double thing because like you're saying like oh my god this looks so cool and you're like oh my god this is pretty freaky
0: yeah because like the
1: because door, it's dark it's nothing yeah. yeah it's nothing like it's nothing like the transport it's not bright it's fucking dark because that chip's about to go down
0: yeah so like you know Jen she uploads the file they get the file they put it on a on a disk or on a key card thing which you know Leia eventually gets and puts it in r2 so they get this key card thing and they go to like take it out and the door like won't open. It's like all fucked up. And so the bunch of troopers get stuck in there with Vader. And I kept, I kept yelling at the screen. I'm like, slip that card through the hole and give it to the guy on the other side. Like, get out of there, you know, get the plans to like, there's so many thrilling moments. Like we know that they're going to get the plans. We know that's going to happen. We know the Titanic's going to sink. We know it's going to happen, but you're still, there's like this little bit, like this level of like thrilling you know, this level of like, uh, Oh my God, they might not get the plans, Anxiety. you know? Yeah. It was so crazy. Like, you know, it was almost like mission impossible when they went to go get the plans. Well, that's
1: when, you know, that's when, you know, it's a good prequel, right? When you're of yes. your seat and you still know what's going to happen. I mean, that's the difference between something like things that we've watched that I won't mention. Cause I hate mentioning it. Keep mentioning the same fucking things over and over again, but right. there's certain prequels, there's certain prequel shows or movies that, that don't, do anything to justify being a prequel right and this movie showed you things and actually fixed things in a new hope the major exhaust port thing that was like okay i can accept that now um
0: and they i don't did think it. there's a lot of things yeah
1: other than the vader other than vader moving that quickly and then you see him fight Obi Wan, just really slow. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no continuity issues. It's fucking smooth as hell. Yeah,
0: it's pretty smooth. I mean, you it know. didn't
1: seem rushed either. It didn't seem rushed. Like you know how like in in Revenge of the Sith, the last thirty minutes of it is like, okay, how many fucking things can we fit into this to to explain Yoda being on Dagobah, Obi Wan being on Tatooine yeah bail Organa with the fucking with with leia you know like how many things can we fit in on this these last 30 minutes to answer every single goddamn question possible right to the point where it's like wipe the droids memories like all these throwaway lines just to cut like just to make it seem like everything like he knew what he was doing to fix everything this movie doesn't feel like that no this movie feels like this movie feels like The second he hands over the key card and gets fucking stabbed in the goddamn gut by the lightsaber, it's like, holy shit. And the second he hands it over to fucking Princess Leia and she turns around, it it doesn't seem rushed. No. Like, it seems like it's just all hell breaking loose. And like, like what would happen if a small band of rebels attacked, like, you know, Washington, D.C.? Like, this is what it would seem like. Like, all this stuff is like, all this dire situation would happen.
0: Yeah, it was so it, – it, it was brilliantly done to the point where, like, I literally was driving home going, like, I can't wait to watch New Hope. Like, I want to go watch that right now because like, I want to see what – like, I want to see it continue. I mean, it's it's so well done. I mean, the other thing that I want to talk about is that they, they shine a new light on the rebellion. They shine a new light on how they do things. They're really not any better than – I mean – Okay, I'm not. I don't want to compare it to the Empire. Empire is bad, bad. But the Rebellion, they're not good guys either. You know, they did some, There's some shit.
1: Squabbling going on there. Oh yeah.
0: man, they've got assassins. They've got thing. You know, they're taking people out. They're they're trying to you know get shit done and get get kill people and get rid of this and do that. They're not you know saints either. They're doing whatever thing they can for a good cause, and so they'll do anything. Um, and it was mentioned, uh, you know, a couple times, and I thought to myself, "Damn! Like, it shines really a new light on the rebellion. Like, wow, you know, it's gritty. It's they have to sometimes they have to get their hands dirty, you know, in order to get shit done. You know, and and then well, that's that's basically all
1: types of war.
0: I love it though. You just
1: never heard, but that but you never heard it in a Star Wars movie. You know, yes, it was pretty clear, clear, what good is versus evil. Um, you know, the rebellion was always taught to you being good. And and now all of a sudden you get this, like, you know, we got a war movie, basically. They put but the war that was the back other thing that, in Star Wars. They yeah, put the war back in Star Wars. The one thing I the one thing I will say is it, it didn't seem like... It, I was picturing something different. I don't know why. When Gareth Edwards, when we were at Celebration, I was picturing a little bit something different mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, the war part goes. Because there was just a lot of small battles here and there. Yes. But, but when they got the scare... Of, Man, that was like, it, it, you know what was awesome, too, was that there was a space battle and there was a ground assault. Yes. But it didn't seem like they did it on purpose to make it seem like Return of the Jedi. Right. You it, know, like it, it, it like had a purpose. I don't know. It. it so to me, to beginning of this movie, again, when I said, like I said in the beginning, there's Easter eggs and there's things that are essential because it's a prequel. Right. Like R2-D2 and C-3PO, you might want to call it an Easter egg, but it's really not. It just makes sense that they're there. Right. Right. What what actual Easter eggs are, is when they were in Saw's cave, and they were playing that uh, electronic uh, like monster chess game that that's oh, on the Falcon, but they yes. were doing it with real life figures. Right, they were doing it with like real life figures. That's an Easter egg. An Easter egg is, blue milk. is when you get the uh <laughs> blue, blue milk. milk. <laughs> yeah. Blue milk was an Easter egg when, when Jin bumps into the one dude where Obi-Wan cuts his fucking arm oh, off. Oh, they in, bump in, into
0: They bump into Dr. Evazan and Ponda Boba.
1: Right. That's an Easter egg. You know, um, um you know, referencing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not really much of an Easter egg because yeah, he's
0: around. Yeah.
1: Because he's fucking he's needs to be there. You know, Bail Organa showing up, that's not an Easter egg because he needs to fucking be there as part of the Rebel Alliance. Oh,
0: when he says that you know, line, when he says that line, you know, I'm going to go to essentially like I'm going to Alderaan to, you know, see. Oh, yeah. See, you know, take care of shit over there or whatever. I was yeah. like, I was like, ah. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of people were like that, too. And then. When and then when he walks away, he's like, I trust her with my life, and like, oh my god, goosebumps.
0: Talking about his daughter. Yeah, you know, it's love it. Yeah, love
1: but it. I mean that shit's not Easter eggs because no. that stuff actually is essential to the plot. It's just it's an Easter egg for guys like us. Yes. Like if if my if my fiance wanted to go see this movie, she would not even know who the fuck he's talking about. So, so Zach like, it's so, not really an Easter egg.
0: No, Zack Snyder needs to go and see this movie so he can understand what Easter eggs are like your whole movie is not an Easter egg. Okay. It's like, it's essential to the plot. Easter eggs are things that, that excite you or like, you know, like, Oh shit, look at that. You know, that's cool. You know, but it doesn't take away from the movie. It just, it, it just adds a little flavor to it. But when you're just throwing shit in your movie left and right and saying it's Easter eggs, then it gets a little tedious and doesn't make any sense. So
1: So one last thing before we move on to our ratings. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard that there's sequences of Vader that are different in IMAX versus cinema. Okay. So, so far, it sounds like we saw the same Vader sequences.
0: It sounds like it. Um, Well, there's, he's, how many times is he in the, like, he's got two scenes, right? One with Krennic. He comes out of the back to tank and comes down the stairs and he, talks to to Krennic and chokes him out and all that shit and then the second scene is at the end where he just fucks up all those troopers and oh my god when he his last the last trooper he puts the lightsaber through him and it pops out the back of the door that gave me goosebumps yeah. i was like holy shit you know and then he rips the door off and by then the ship took off and he's just standing there with the lightsaber out i was like holy fuck that's awesome so yeah i think Maybe we got the same things. I don't know what would be different. Um, I don't know.
1: I didn't read the article because I wanted to wait for the podcast to see like what you saw. It sounds like we <laughs> you, saw the identical same it sounds, thing. Like,
0: it sounds like the same thing, but you know what? Um, I do want to go see this movie again, and you should probably go see it again too. Just don't go see it on IMAX the second time. Maybe you can see it you know, in a, in a normal theater and see what – what differences there are, but it sounds like, you know, right. like our differences, it seems like in our opinions is that is the whole Tarkin thing. I think everything else we' pretty much agree on, but the Tarkin thing, I couldn't stand it. I, I was, it was driving me crazy. And, and you know, I,
1: I, I no, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not polar opposite of you. Cause there were certain points where he did look pretty fake, but, but again, like I saw it on an IMAX and if anybody was going to complain about it, it would be people that saw it on an IMAX because you can't hide flaws. no, In an IMAX movie, like if you fuck up on makeup, I'm gonna see it.
0: Yeah, totally. I
1: see. I mean, your pores are like fucking three feet big on an IMAX (laughs) screen. You know, so so there's not there's not much missing there. So like, I didn't have a problem. I really didn't have a problem with Tarkin. I think it. I think you know. I I think I tried not to nitpick his CG because I knew obviously it was CG. Yeah. His voice, I think, is what sold it for me. Yeah,
0: me too. It was really good. If it was not um, good at all, it would have really sucked. But uh, yeah, he I is, mean, it was good.
1: I mean, the guy's dead, so like, I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, don't. There's no way that they were gonna they were gonna go full, you know, full blown into that. There was no way that they didn't try to get the best people working on Tarkin. Oh, so, for sure. That, I'm, and it was ILM also, so like, I don't think anybody else could have done a better job because no. ILM is the same people that did the. Robert Downey Jr. and the Michael Douglas. Yes. So don't tell me that they didn't go to those people and be like, "Hey, we need to do Grand Moff Tarkin, who's dead, so or Peter Cushing, who's dead. So like, you need to help us or you need to do it." Yeah. So that's probably the best that we're gonna we're gonna it's get for the best like another ten get. years.
0: I no, I totally agree with you. Um, again, um, just so
1: let's quick. let's move on. Let's move on to our ratings now okay well be, i mean it's to hear yours first
0: it 's pretty obvious for me um i 'm going to go definitely five lightsaber or five chainsaws sorry um, it, this how was, many
1: reviews have we done now? You still do lightsabers
0: I, I keep doing that because I think you should go first because you 're the you 're the first you 're the first on the logo, and i 'm the second so i always <laughs> I always go right to lightsabers, but anyway, I give it five chainsaws way way up. This was my most anticipated movie of the year, and now I can honestly say. That it, no, it,
1: don't ruin it. Don't say it.
0: <laughs> anyway, don't
1: say it. But anyway, there's it, another episode that we got to do. So, but um, we'll do
0: no, I really, I really enjoyed the movie, and I think as far as like diversity level for me, I think it was pretty high as well. Um, it was. Uh, well, actually, let me think about plethora. it. Let me think about it. Yeah, I would think I, I there was a plethora. I I would think there's a plethora. Um, although. Now that I think about it, I mean there was there was different cultures uh, represented there. I mean, yeah, I was white, but there was different cultures and different uh
1: uh races. Races. Different races.
0: Yeah. And uh I think they treated it I think they're really and, and as far as gender, because that's part of diversity as well. Uh we have a new uh female heroine who is uh fantastic. I thought Felicity Jones was amazing. So yeah, I'm gonna say uh plethora for sure and five uh chainsaws for sure.
1: So my rating, I, I I'm going to go with five, a tentative five lightsabers. I have to watch it a second time, but um, it, it's it's definitely it's a Star Wars movie. It might not be a Skywalker Star Wars movie, but it's definitely a Star Wars movie. Yes, the creatures, the special effects, they took care in how they you know made the at ads walk, so it wasn't too far off from Empire Strikes Back. Um. Lots of lots of goodies for fans in here that weren't just shoved in your face. Things that made sense. So five lightsabers for me. And it's probably been a while since we explained this, but a little background on how we rate our diversity. Mm-hmm. There's three ratings. There's a Casper, and uh, that means it's just white as sh- that's white as a fucking ghost. <laughs> um, there's Jan Brady, who was the middle Brady child, so we call it Jan Brady if there was you know a little bit of diversity. And then there's plethora, which we got from um, Three Amigos when <laughs> El Guapo talks about plethora. Our rating system for diversity is so ridiculous, but it's our <laughs> it's rating system. Old, it's ours. <laughs> if you're if you're a nerd, you understand exactly why we do it the way we do it. But um, but yeah, we there was definitely a plethora of, of diversity here um, in this movie. I mean, even right down to the fact that there was like Asian X-wing fighters in this movie. <laughs> Female, female. Yes, X-wing I loved
0: it. Yes, I noticed a lot of so, female TIE fighter, or X-Wing fighters. Very cool. So the
1: galaxy that's far, far away is finally starting to look like an entire galaxy. Yes. Um, and not just one lone black guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which, speaking of like black guy, <laughs> um, sorry. But uh, Force Whitaker was actually was pretty cool. I actually liked his character. Um, he was- I liked
1: him too. Um, the problem was is that Saw Guerrero's like eyes are like either blue or green in the in, in the cartoon. Yeah. So I don't know if those are like robotic eyes because everything basically else on his body was at, you know towards the end was yes. uh, was robotic. Yes. Well, that was like my only nitpick of Saw in the, in the yeah in this version of it.
0: Uh, that's minor, but yeah, no, it was super cool. Um, I totally dug that. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of diversity in this and um, a lot of, uh, I mean, this is kind of paving the way, I think, for other movies to have uh, female leads, which is a good thing. And I'm sure at some point we'll be visiting that, um, like we have our diversity uh, episodes. But all in all, man, this, this was a fantastic movie, and we've been looking forward to this all year long, and we finally got it. And uh, I think it, I think they really did a fantastic job. It paid off. I mean, they, everything that they did or everything that I hope that they would do, I think exceeded my expectations even. And so um, I'm really looking forward to what they're going to be doing next, uh, which I guess this would be episode 8, right? And then I heard that uh, Han- Yeah,
1: that was that's my other nitpick is that I didn't get to see a trailer for it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, for good reason though. Or a teaser. I understand why they didn't do it. A teaser would have been nice, but you know, I think they're going to they I don't think we're going to see anything until like June until like the summer movies come out. Maybe May like Rent Guardians of the Galaxy or something. And this thing had We, a probably, sh- won't, we probably won't
1: out. see anything till probably won't see anything till Celebration.
0: Uh, that's very possible. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. So probably April. So, yeah, that's very possible. I mean, they they had this tendency of doing, like, three trailers, like a teaser, a middle one, and then a, a third one. Then they do, like, a million international ones, um, which I stayed away from. Um, after the last trailer, I stayed away because they kept showing even more shit for this movie than Force Awakens. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not watching that. You know, I want to be surprised and excited and kind of come in, you know, clear-headed and all that stuff. And um, I did see the rating before I went in and saw the movie, which was a bummer. Um, When I saw 83%, my heart kind of sunk a little bit, but I was like, no, I'm just, I'm going to go watch this thing and just reserve judgment. And I walked out of there going like, how is that an 83%? This was such a, like a different, cool, you know, Star Wars movie. Um, And even if it wasn't a, like, you weren't a fan of Star Wars, there's a lot of shit to like. I mean, it's a really cool movie. It's a good movie on its own. So... Now like it's you said a very good,
1: it's a very good like wartime movie. Yeah, actually. yeah,
0: it is. And and like you said, you know, maybe over time my opinions might change a little bit, my nitpicks might get bigger, but I think for now I I really was happy when I went in there and then I when I came out, I was happy. So um I mean, way to go, Gareth Edwards, man. He's he's the man. So um yeah, anything else you want to add to that?
1: No, just uh Again, big announcement from the beginning of the podcast is January 7th, 8 o'clock. Uh, good day, Sacramento. Uh, yeah. Be on the lookout for the links. Be on the lookout for the links and, and any other details we might uh, put out there before before that taping.
0: Yeah. We're going to have some exciting stuff happening. But uh, until then, that was episode 59 of Chew On This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Heck. Until next time, folks, chew on that
1: later